Guys, why don't you get up on your feet, find somebody and tell them good morning. He is brighter than a million stars. 
Good morning. How are you guys doing this day? There you go. Look at that. She's all into it. Yay. Hey, it is great to see you this morning, and uh, welcome to the summer, right? Well, we are, um, I always kind of plan my year based on the school calendar, and, uh, and it is summertime, and we are off and running at 100 miles an hour. And so we're excited uh, as we roll into the summer, and there's some great things that are happening even this week. Uh, we've got a group of preteen students heading off to preteen camp in the morning, and uh, we also have our Amazon team that's going to be leaving on Friday uh, for the Amazon, so a lot of things are already happening this summer, and, um, and so that's a good thing. I want to kind of draw your attention to a couple of things in the worship guide and one that's not. Um, how many of you have downloaded the CW Digital Campus app for your smartphone or your tablet? Awesome. The rest of you, why haven't you done that? Listen, we've had close to 500 downloads of our app so far, which we're very excited about. Folks are engaging in it. And listen, I want to tell you, I'm, I'm kind of bringing the app up as we run into the summer because it's a great way to stay connected while you're on the road doing everything you're going to be doing this summer. Um, I was in Austin this past weekend and, and was able to pull up my app and log in and, and watch the service uh, online, which is really, really neat. First time I'd actually done that. And uh, so if you haven't downloaded that app, you can go to uh, the Apple uh, iTunes store or the Google uh, Play store and download that. It's just a great way to stay connected throughout the summer as we're going a hundred uh, different directions. Um, not going to go through everything on Worship God, but do want to let you know, uh, some of you may have heard that we, uh, our student ministry, rented out a water park and um, it got canceled. I know, bummer, right? It was so much water. <laughs> they were afraid we we're going to get wet in the rain. <laughs> yeah, that was scheduled for this past Wednesday night, and uh, just because of the bad weather that's in the area, uh, water park closed, and so just want to remind our parents of our 6th through 12th graders uh, that we will be going to the water park this Wednesday night. It's our big uh, summer kickoff, and so if you have a 6th through 12th grader, that's happening this Wednesday night, and so the times and all the information 
uh, are there in the worship guide, uh, as well as preschool play dates. They start tomorrow. VBS is coming up in a week or so. Uh, so like I said, we, we have hit the summer, and we are going 100 miles an hour, which is a lot of fun. But thanks for coming and spending some time with us this morning. going to ask our ushers to come forward uh, as we prepare to receive our offering. Continue to pray for Mark and uh, his family as they're enjoying some time in Ohio with Julie's family. Um, that'd be great. Let me pray for us, and we will get in this morning. God, thanks so much for the opportunity we have to spend some time together. Uh, this morning. And God, uh, you know what every one of us have walked in here with, the struggles, the frustrations. God, even those good things are happening in our lives. God, I pray for the next few moments as we, we worship together, as we celebrate uh, by giving our tithes and offerings, and as we worship through song, and as we open up your word for a few moments this morning, God, I pray that uh, this would be a time of encouragement. This would be a place that we can come to run to, to be encouraged and lifted up and built up. God, so we can go back out and do the things you've called us to do. So God, this morning, I pray for everything that happens, for our offering, to our worship, through our Bible studies that take place afterwards. God, you'd be honored and you'd be glorified. But most of all, God, I pray today you remind us of how much you love us and how much you want to use us. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah. 
So there's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors, just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if you ever said that to anybody, but I, I have. Everybody's panicking. You're like, I got this. Just, we got it. We're good. Um, well, this morning, I just want to share a couple of thoughts with you. I, I love the summertime, and, and uh, ever since I've been involved with students, the summer is just something I've always looked forward to, because um, it's fast, and it's furious, and there's just great things that we do, and, and this summer is not going to be any exception to that. It's going to be a great summer all the way around here at Carpenter's Way. There's so many good things that are happening. But this semester, we took some time with our students, and, and I did a series, uh, the longest series I've ever done. It lasted an entire semester. Um, and the, the series was called Rethinking Normal. And really what we did is we kind of just began to unpack what normal is and what normal isn't necessarily, right? Because we, I don't know if you've noticed, but we kind of live in a culture and a society where normal seems to change all the time. What was normal yesterday is not normal today, and what's normal today is probably not going to be normal tomorrow, and things just constantly are changing. And, and, and I told our students, I probably told you before, that I'm a rule follower. It's just, I've always been that way. Whatever the rules are, I'm going to follow the rules. Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to get up to the edge, but I'm going to follow the rules. I don't like when rules change. You know, I want to know how to play the game. It's just how I am. It's how I've always been wired. It's so I'm a rule follower. And, and so we kind of begin to unpack as we walk through the New Testament just what is normal and who defines normal. And, and it's kind of surprising sometimes because for those of us who are God's kids, there is a normal. There is a normal that it, it looks like if we're walking with him, if we're surrendered to him, Right? A couple of you agree, some of you don't, that's fine. But, but what we kind of discovered is that God says, listen, if you're fully surrendered to me, then this is what your life looks like. It's not, you don't earn it, you don't work to get anything, but this is, if you're surrendered to me and you're being transformed and you're being renewed, then this is what your life looks like. This is how you live. And so therefore, here's normal. And so we spent an entire semester with our students uh, this past spring just saying, this is, this is what truth is. This is what God says, and this is really the only thing that matters. No matter what your friends say, no matter what social media says, no matter what anything else says, this is who defines normal for those of us who are God's kids. And so we spent an entire semester just hammering home truth. And we ended our semester by just saying this, now you know the truth, but now you've got to do something with it. It's not just enough to hear it. You've got to do something with it. And so as we launch into the summer, we have a summer theme every year. It kind of drives us to the fall. And our summer theme this year, you see our tennis shoes, is, uh, is, is pretty simple. 
It's just let's go. Let's lace them up and let's go. Listen, you know it. You know the truth. Now it's time to go. I, I, I've told you guys, I've shared stories of, of my past glory. Uh, as a baseball player, maybe not so much glory, but just stuff. And um, I had the opportunity to, pray, to play for what I think is probably one of the greatest high school baseball coaches around uh, is Coach Anderson. And Coach Andy was just, he was, he was a baseball coach. Uh, I, I remember, I learned a lot of things from Coach Anderson, and uh, probably one of the most profound things I learned was some new cuss words. Um, like, I knew some cuss words, but Coach Andy taught me a lot more. Um, and uh, Coach Andy was just, he was just that old school, he was just a ball coach. And uh, he, he didn't dip, he chewed. And when I say chew, I mean like the growth on the outside of his mouth, right? It's this huge. And, and Coach Andy had a tendency, he was a, he was a close talker. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I like my space. And Coach Andy invaded it all the time. Like, it's like, now if he went and built a bill, it'd be all right. But Coach Andy, when he would get animated and wanted to really convince you of something, he had a tendency to get in your face, get his cat bill under yours, pop yours up, and so you're standing just like this. And he's just, yeah, yelling at you, and there's stuff coming out of his mouth. And, <laughs> and so you're just like, thanks, Coach. Wipe it off, right? I mean, that was, just, that was just Coach Andy. And, man, he pushed us so hard in offseason. It was ridiculous. We did things that I, I thought at the time, you got to be kidding me. Today, you'd get fired for him, but back then it was being innovative. Um, I, I can remember one of the positions I played in high school was catcher. And uh, we had a drill that was called um, beat up. And beat up was pretty simple. Anytime he said, it's time for beat up, as a catcher, you just kind of went, ugh. And what that meant was you go get all your catching gear on, your mask, chest protector, everything else, but you leave your glove in the dugout. And what we did was we would squat down behind home plate, and you know what the jugs machine is? Any of you who played baseball or probably seen on the football field, it's a machine that will hum baseballs at 90 to 100 miles an hour. And what coach would do when he would get us down in our position, and then he would start firing balls at us about two feet in front of us without a glove on, and the whole point was to teach you how to stop a baseball. Now, if you miss the baseball, coach would want to encourage you a little bit, so he would raise the jug machines up and start firing them at your chest. Yeah, great coach. Great coach, right? But his whole point was, I'm going to push you, I'm going to push you, I'm going to push you, I'm going to push you almost to the point where you can't handle this anymore because what I'm really doing is preparing you for the game. And he would drive you absolutely nuts in the offseason. But man, when it came to game day, like everybody has hype music now, right? You saw the athletes wearing their little headphones, just kind of doing their thing. Well, our hype music was Elvis. <laughs> Love me tender just really doesn't get me fired up for a game. But man, it'd be blaring, and, and we're just like, oh, here we go. But coach would come around, and he would come to every one of us, especially our starters, and he would just put his hands on our shoulders, and he would just say, I believe in you. Go do your thing. And man, you were just like, I didn't need a door to run through. I'd run through a wall, right? And, but we had this sign just kind of, it's funny, I saw our worship team, we've always done this. There's a sign that says worship center, and as our worship team comes in before worship, I don't know if you've ever noticed, they slap the sign. Have y'all seen that? It's awesome, right? It's like, yeah, let's go get them, right? Well, we had a sign that, that, st that was up, just like every high school does, over our door, and it just simply said, play like the champions you are. And, man, we would hit that, and Coach would, would when he got ready to go, he would just look at all, all of us and go, all right, gentlemen, it's time to lace them up. Let's go. And here's what we knew. That meant that all the work, all the time, all the energy, all the preparation, now it's just time to go. It's time to go be who you are. It's time to go play the game. All that preparation, all that hard work, all those hours you put in weren't about all the hours you put in. It was about preparing you for what lied ahead. And this summer, our theme for our student ministry is, listen, it's time to lace them up. It's time to go. You know it. You know the truth. Now it's time to do something with it. In John chapter 15, Jesus said this, you didn't choose me, I chose you, and I appointed you to go 
and to produce lasting fruit. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. And this morning I want to share a couple of thoughts as we, we launch into our summertime. We launch into the busyness of it and we launch into all the opportunities that lie ahead of us. A familiar passage in this entire passage in John 15, 5. It's a very, very familiar passage to us. But I want to kind of walk through it for a couple moments this morning. In, verse, in chapter 15, verse 5, it says this. Jesus says, listen, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can't do anything. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to the Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that, you have loved, um, that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay uh, down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. And if you do what I command... And I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you're my friend since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you, and I appointed you to go and to produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. This is my command. Love each other. I, mean, I love that passage, but sometimes it's kind of a, a scary passage. Because it says some things in there that are not comfortable sometimes. It says some things that we kind of scratch our heads at and we go, hmm. And I'm not even going to get into ask for anything in my name and you'll get it. Um, that's a whole other thing we can talk about. But, but I want you to notice something. That Jesus is kind of like Coach Andy. Except he probably didn't shoot and cuss. I, I don't think. I mean, Jesus is pretty much saying, listen, you stay connected to me, you, you, you stay grafted into me. All right, boys, let's go. You've heard it, you've seen it, now let's go. You, you know the truth, now let's go. Let's do something. Six times in that, that relatively small passage, he uses the word produce, which is interesting to me. Because produce means that Something is expected to happen, right? It, it means that there's something that's going to go on. It, it's not just me sitting there and kind of soaking it in. It means that there's something that happens because of that. As I spend time with God, he begins to transform me, he begins to change me. As I, begin, as I continue to stay connected to him, all of a sudden, my passions begin to change. My heart begins to change. The way I look at the world begins to change. And so there's this natural outgrowth, outgrowth of that that should be happening, and that's producing fruit. Um, I enjoy grilling like most men. This is what we do. Um, and there's a couple of things that I cook okay. I can cook a burger. It's not hard. You know, just throw it on there and it cooks. And there's some other things I can cook, but a couple of things that I'm actually pretty good at um, is I do a stuffed pork tenderloin that I smoke. Mm. I need to cook that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's good. Like, it's, it's one of the things that I cook that my kids are like, hey, that's pretty good. But the other thing that I cook are ribs. Now, listen, one of the things I've kind of learned in um, learning how to grill and kind of become a decent cook is, is that it's all in the preparation. It's in what I do beforehand that really makes them. Like, my ribs are just, like, crazy good. So good. Listen, my brother-in-law is really a good cook loves to grill, and he's like really good griller. My nephew lived with us last summer because uh, he interned with us, and he had my ribs. And he goes home, and they're having ribs one night, and he's not just excited about them like he normally is. And my brother-in-law says something to him, and my nephew Blaine says, hey, why don't you call Uncle Jeff and find out what he does to his? Cause... <laughs> and at that point, I went, yeah, I have something here. But listen, I'm going to tell you one of the secrets to my, to my ribs, okay? And you can't use it. I've got a lot of little secrets. I have my own rub. It's kind of cool. Um, 
But here's the thing that I do, that the trick to my ribs, one of my tricks is this, that I marinate my ribs in root beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even if you don't like root beer, trust me. And listen, it, you don't have a taste of root beer. It just really infuses in the meat, and it just marinates. And I let it marinate forever. Like, it's a, like when I do ribs, it's a whole day event. It's not quick. And I let it marinate, and I let it sit to soak in all that stuff. But you know what happens if I don't ever take those ribs out of the marinade and throw them on the grill? I just got really, really wet ribs that aren't good for anything. They're ready to go, but I actually have to do something with them. I have to take them out and throw them in the fire. The same is true of us. Well, there's a time for us to sit and to marinate and to soak it in. And, and, and the reality is, what we do on Sundays is awesome. Our worship, our small groups that happen afterwards, what we do on Wednesday nights from children through adults is awesome. What we do through our women's Bible studies, our men's time out, those are all great things and they are critical. But there's also a time to quit sitting and soaking, and there's a time to go. The reason we do Sundays and Wednesdays is our hope and our prayer is that this is a safe place to come, to be encouraged, to be built up, to be lifted up, to be reminded of what God's Word says, to be reminded of who you are and reminded of who He is and be reminded of what God wants to do in and through you. But this is not the end goal. The end goal is to go. A couple of things about this passage that are interesting to me and that I really found in the first couple of verses is this, that listen, without staying connected, you're not going to produce lasting fruit. I mean, I can produce fake fruit for a while, but lasting fruit only comes when I'm staying connected to him and I'm being constantly transformed and renewed. Please don't try to serve God without walking with God. It's just a recipe for disaster. When you start relying on yourself to accomplish things, it's not lasting fruit. And Jesus said this, those who remain in me and I in them will not just produce fruit, but will produce much fruit. You've got to stay connected. You have to. I tell our students all the time, if the only Jesus you get is on Wednesday nights, you've missed the point. You've got to be walking with him. You've you got to be spending time with him. And we know that. I mean, we do. But no, we really, really need to. It amazes me how many times we try to serve God without God being a part of it. And we wonder why we get frustrated. Quit trying to do it. Walk with him. Because he says when you do, you're going to bear lasting fruit. And the second thing is this. Staying connected gives you the ability to produce lasting fruit. Because listen, he says, for apart from me, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. If you try to do it, you're not going to accomplish the things that I want you to accomplish. So if you stay connected with him, he gives you the ability to accomplish things. And here's the crazy thing. When I feel like God's asking me to do something, if it doesn't scare me just a little bit, I always step back. And kind of go, huh, I can do that. But when God asks me to do something that scares me because I know I can't do that, it's usually what I go and do because I realize that it's something bigger than myself. And sometimes God's going to ask you to do things that scares the mess out of you. He's going to ask you to do things or say things or be a part of things that you're just not going to want to do because you don't think you're capable of doing it. And you're absolutely right, you can't. But see, that's the trick in this passage. When you stay connected to him, when you stay grafted into him, when you remain in him, you can do anything. Because it's not you. It's God. You know the song we just sang? Rest. God just wants you to rest. And I know a lot of times for me, God kind of looks at me and goes, I got this. You just need to walk. You just have to. Third thing is this, at the end of the day, I have to get in the game, right? I, there is a guy that, that 
I played ball with forever, and he never saw the field except for practice and barely then. Um, but, man, he came every day. He came to workouts every day. And, and I remember just looking at him one day and going, man, does it not bother you that you haven't seen the field yet? He's like, oh, no, man. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> what? As a competitor, I'm like, are you nuts? Why would you do all this work with no intent to ever get in the game? Why would you do that? But I think for a lot of us, when it comes to walking with God, we soak and we soak and we soak, but we never get in the game. Because for a lot of us, we're just kind of like, yeah, we're happy to be here. <laughs> we're good. And here's the deal. You're the one that's missing out. You're the one that's missing what God really has. Because there's nothing, nothing like making a difference in people's lives. And bearing lasting fruit. As we head into the summertime, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Bill, throw that uh, first picture up for me, if you don't mind. We've got this sign that, that everybody kind of walks under, and I'm not, I'm not sure. I think we just kind of walk past it because it's been there forever. It kind of blends in with everything. But it says welcome, and, and, and that's really who we are. It's just, man, welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for spending time with us. But the reverse side of that sign says this. It's a little hard to see. Now entering your mission field. Have y'all seen that? Yeah, it's like we did that on purpose. It wasn't like we were just trying to fill the space on the sign. Because here's the deal. Here's what we want you to understand as a staff and as a leadership and as elders. And we're here to build each other up, to encourage each other, to prepare each other for what God has for us. But the reality is, when we walk out of those doors, you're on your mission field. Tomorrow, you're taking a mission trip. You may not be going to the Amazon or to Guatemala or to Africa, but you're probably going to Walmart or to Target. You're going somewhere. That's your mission field. Listen, you don't have to be a foreign missionary to go. God calls us to go right now. I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago, one of the things I loved about coaching was I always saw coaching as my platform. It was a place that I had to be around non-church people. And, and I loved doing that because I just felt like that was the platform God had given me to impact people. And then when, when that kind of went away, this past uh, this past semester was kind of a weird thing. I mean, I kind of enjoyed sitting on the sidelines and just cheering and not being a coach, but there was a part of me that was kind of like, oh, God, for, wow, so many years, that was my deal. That was, that's kind of my mission field. And I was kind of lost a little bit trying to figure out what in the world God was trying to do. And so then all of a sudden, this past couple of months, God's kind of opened up opportunities for Alicia and I to get more involved um, with the LHS band boosters. I'm a band parent. Oh, wow, right? Like, it's kind of crazy because I never thought I'd be a band parent. And now I'm like, like really a band parent. Like, a, I flip burgers. That's what I do, right? And so this year, the football games, come grab a burger. It's going to be great. I'm grill master. I can do that. Um, but here's one of the things I'm really excited about. Alicia's going to camp tomorrow. And it's going to be at camp for a week. She's going to come home. Then we start VBS the next week. Actually, come home Friday. VBS starts Monday. And then the following Wednesday, she's leaving to go with students and myself to Colorado for camp. And then we come back. And then we get to go to band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In August. In East Texas, it's going to be 200 degrees, right? I'm so excited. But it's going to be Alicia's third camp of the summer. I've done that one time in all my years of ministry, and there's a reason I did it one time. But I'm going to be at two camps this summer, and I'm, you may not have noticed, I'm getting a little bit older. Like, in Colorado, it's going to be interesting because, like, we're camping, like real camping, 
and I don't camp. Like some people are like, woo, we get to go camping. I'm thinking, can we bring a mattress or something? Because I, like, and I'm just, I'm already in my head thinking, I'm not going to be able to walk, you know? And then I'm going another week to hang out with about 200 high school students. I think I found my platform. And I've got to be honest with you, one of the things I'm most excited about is not flipping burgers and not being part of leadership in our band booster program, but what I'm most excited about is the mission field. Because there's 200 students, and many of those students don't really have any positive influence in their life. And honestly, at camp that week, I'm not going to whip out the Roman's road. But what I am going to do is try to find areas and ways to encourage these kids to live out my faith in front of them. And the only reason I'm going to be able to do that is not because I'm the super camp guy, but it's because I better stay connected all summer. Because if I do, I'll produce lasting fruit. And see, you have your mission field. Your mission field may be your work. Your mission field may be the grocery store, the team that you coach. It may be your neighbors. But we all have a mission field. And Jesus said, listen, it's time to go and to produce lasting fruit. You've got to go. And let me tell you, you're part of that. It's being willing. God will take care of the rest. He just needs you to say, I'm not sure what this looks like. I'm not sure what I'm really going to do. But God, if that's what you're asking me to do, then I'm here. And then you know what you do? You just rest. And you let him take care of the rest. I'm excited for the summer because, boy, we have some incredible things happening. We've got our preteen camp happening this week. Our Amazon team is leaving this week. And then later on in the summer, we've got another trip going to Guatemala, another one going to Africa. I mean, we've got people who are literally going. But then we have VBS happening next week after next. And listen, if you're looking for a place to serve and jump in and let God use you, it's a pretty good place. And there's stuff happening all around us. There's organizations that we support, missions that we support, that would love to have you jump in and to go and to serve. Listen, serving God is a really, really cool thing. It's really scary sometimes. But God's called all of us to do it. Not just people like me and Chad and Mark, but you. So you can go places I can't go. You, you have an audience with people I don't have an audience with because God planted you there. Just go. Just be willing to go. And so this morning what I want to do is we wrap up our time and note the time, please, because I'm pretty excited about that. What I want to do this morning is I, I want us to take a moment to pray for our preteen camp, our our adults and our kids that are going, uh, and also to pray for our Amazon team that's heading out. Because, um, listen, you may be going on these trips, but you're still part of them. Because you can commit to pray every day for these kids and these adults and for this team that's heading to Brazil and for the people you're going to come in contact with. And so what I want to do is I know that a lot of your workers are working in the back, um, but if our preteen folks, folks are going to preteen camp, and if any of our kids are in here, if you guys would come up, um, and then our Amazon folks that are here, uh, if you guys would come up, uh, we, we just want to pray for you as a church. And so if you're going on the Amazon later on this week, going to preteen camp, you'll come on up. Um, because I kind of want you just to be able to put faces to the names on these, these pages in here. And obviously everybody's not going to be here this morning because I didn't tell them we're going to do this. But what I want to ask you to do is, is one of your pastors is to take those lists that are in our worship guide with you. Put them someplace you're going to see them, um, that you're going to be reminded. And just want you to pray this week. 
And then pray next week as we head into VBS. And then pray again the next week as we take a ton of kids and, and adults to Colorado for camp. And then pray after that as we get ready to go to Guatemala and Africa. Because there's a way that you can be a part of that, and it's an incredibly important way. So I've asked Robert, our missions pastor, if he would pray for these two groups that are going out, and Robert's actually going on the Amazon. So Robert, if you'd do that, it'd be awesome. So Lord, now as we start our summer and as we start our trips, I, I pray for this preteen group. I pray for the workers and the volunteers um, that are going, that you would give them peace with this trip, that you would give them safety on this trip, that you would just open their minds and their hearts to hear what you have to say to them and what words you want them to speak to these kids that are going. And Lord, then I pray for the kids uh, that are going. Some uh, may not know Jesus, and I pray that through this trip, those that don't would come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that you would bless them with that. Uh, Lord, and for those that already know you, I pray that this will be a time of discipleship for them, for them to be able to grow closer to you as they start their journey on their trip to, to walk with you. I just pray you guide them on this trip. And then, Lord, I pray as they come back later in the week, I just pray for safety, uh, Lord, on their travel uh, on the way back, uh, that you would just bless them with many blessings on this trip. And then, Lord, for the group that's going to Amazon, uh, I just lift that whole group up to you. Lord, this journey starts when we leave Lufkin, not when we get to Brazil. So I pray that our hearts will be ready to be a witness for you on the whole journey, coming and going and while we're there. Lord, I pray that um, each of us would be um, open to do whatever it is you want us to do there, that, that you are in control, that you can guide us and direct us and give us the strength to do whatever it is that we're asked to do there. Now, Lord, I pray that we open our eyes to see your, your, your creation around us, I pray that we open our eyes to hear what you have to say to us, to say to the people of Brazil as we're there. And Lord, I just pray for safety on that journey. Uh, I pray that uh, for the whole group that's with us, the, the boat crew, the, uh, everybody that's involved with the trip, Lord, that you would just put many blessings on us and open our eyes to see your great work as we're, we're there. That we would come back with a testimony from both these groups about how you worked around us and through us. And so, Lord, I thank you. I praise you for allowing us to go on these trips. And I just thank you so much for your love and your mercy and your grace. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Robert. All righty. Bible study is going to start in 10 minutes or 5 minutes or 15 minutes or however long you want it to be. Have a great week.